We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Please give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. It has been some interesting Twitter following the past 24 hours, as you know. Help out on the Hawk and Crowder show weekdays from 3 to 6 on 560 The Joe. And we have had an ongoing argument about whether or not you should clean up after yourself in a movie theater. I worked in a movie theater, and I'm telling you, don't clean up after yourself. You're taking my job. We're going to get to all that later, though, but at Dan Day Radio to follow all that crazy action. Also going to get to the Joe Rose Show. They've got some Hollywood headlines. We'll see how those headlines stack up to my headlines in just a second. And the Dan Levitard Show, talking basketball with Brian Winhurst. But let's get to my headlines right now. Clint Capella is part of a four-team, 12-player trade, sending him to Atlanta. The Heat play the Clippers in L.A. tonight at 10. Today is National Signing Day, and the Canes have added three-star receiver Keyshawn Smith from California and four-star cornerback Isaiah Dunstan out of Georgia. Chris Likes and Cameron McGusty are questionable for tonight's home game in Miami against NC State at 8.30. Pete Rose has petitioned baseball to end his lifetime ban. Rose cites that players involved in the sign-stealing and steroid scandals have not been punished and asks why he is being held to a different standard. In other baseball news, the Red Sox are looking to trade Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. The Dolphins have re-signed receiver Ricardo Lewis to a one-year deal. Lewis missed the entire 2019 season due to a knee injury. The Panthers were shut out 1-0 by the Blue Jackets last night. Florida's back in action at home tomorrow, 7 p.m. against Las Vegas. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A Canadian businessman claims to have burned $1 million in order to avoid paying spousal and child support to his ex-wife and children. Man, he really stuck it to them. The San Antonio Zoo is allowing people to go online And for $25, you can name a rat after your ex, then watch it being fed to a snake. Ah, just in time for Valentine's Day. Scientists say that cuttlefish, being selective eaters, shows they have big brains. Yeah, that's just what you want in a dinner guest. A fussy know-it-all. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Win $25,000 in cash at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day and now through March 21st. Grand prize $25,000 giveaway Saturday, March 21st. Visit HyliaPark.com for details. Joe Rose Show this morning. If you like those headlines that I just read, every morning you can get Hollywood's headlines. What were they covering today? Well, first of all, they had some XFL love, then Mark D'Antonio, Kelsey's beer style, and then maybe, just maybe, a Brady Garoppolo trade? All right, Hollywood, what do you got for us today? First of all, Zach just came up with the idea. of Me and Hollywood are going to do an XFL pod. It's only going to be two weeks long, and probably only one episode, but we're going to do it. Good. 
By the way, I was just guys, on the, uh, the league. You guys have a lot of time to with kids right, to study right. up on on the league. We'll do Good. it over the phone. Good. You know? I was on the league website. Fantastic apparel selection, by the way. Very it is cool right. Stuff. It is cool stuff. I'm thinking being a Tampa Viper fan. Well, they would like they would like you guys to buy their stuff. It right. will help generate money for the league. Quentin Flowers is on that team, so oh, like him. Yeah, love, love that him. kid. That's Hollywood's guy. It is for years guy. now. It's been his guy. Big fan. Brought him in studio. Nice guy. One yeah. of the best bulls of all time. All right, you ready to get to the headlines here? Yeah. Mark D'Antonio, uh, Michigan State head coach, resigned or quit or whatever you want to say yesterday. More yeah. time with family. More time with family, the urban excuse. Now, Push there's a couple interesting out. wrinkles to this story. One being there's a big lawsuit that is uh, coming Michigan State's way here that uh, they're going to have to deal with. It's also very interesting that he just got a very nice bonus of $4.3 million. She was kind enough to take and then resign about 20 days later. Right. I think that money, though, was for the time that he'd already put in. <laughs> by <Yeah>. amount. <laughs> yeah, it was, but he had to be there by a certain date, right, which right, passed right. about 20 days ago. So, so do they think he got pushed yes, out, that's a, or do they, rest. or do they think he just said, I've, "I've had and I'm done." They said you could, you're fired, or you could resign. Wow. So he resigned instead of getting fired. Time with my kids, health issues. I'm tired. What other excuse can we use? They've been until recently a pretty competitive team in that conference. I like the UM people that second after he retired yesterday on Twitter go, "We're going undefeated." Well, the Canes have to win that game. They're right. the coach. That's it. First game of the year. No, it's not the first game of the year. I don't think it's the opener. Right. Next up here, guys, we go to uh, <laughs> baseball, and uh, the Derek Jeter punk voter will not be revealed. Come on. The one loser that didn't vote Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame uh, is going to remain anonymous here. I, I really hope someone tracks this guy it down because he is, needs to be destroyed. It is David gutless. Samson have a vote? It is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, that would have been my guess. It is a gutless thing to do. I would totally agree. But in the big picture, I'm guessing Derek Jeter doesn't really care. No. It would have been nice to be unanimous. You're one vote off. Yeah, one dude that didn't do it. His relief pitcher got them all. But, all right, so somebody did the big turd move, but who cares? It's fine. All right, we go to the NFL next here. And uh, there's always someone that wins the celebration, right? Like we saw Alex Ovechkin when he was running around with the cup like a lunatic. Uh, Travis Kelsey might be our next champion here. Did you see what he was doing with the Lombardi trophy? No. He was using it as a beer luge, pouring beer down the top of it and having it trickle down, and he was using it as a luge. Wow. Now the, Pretty the, fantastic stuff. Today is the uh, the whole celebration in Kansas yeah, big City. Big parade today. Remember his brother a couple years ago in Philly came out with awesome. that whole outfit on? I would expect nothing less from Travis today. I think he's got a lot of pressure on him because of his brother. Right, of course. To come up and get real creative before today. Yeah. Two quickies from the NBA here, guys. Uh, John Morant and uh, Andre Iguodala uh, getting after it pretty good here. Did you guys see this on Twitter? I, I, I saw, saw it. It was and, awesome. Uh, yeah, John Morant, they, they basically, look, they want him out of there. He doesn't want to, Andre Iguodala doesn't want to play there. And, you know, they want him out. And then Steph Curry kind of jumped yeah, in. Yeah, but why does Steph involved. Curry, why, why do guys have to jump in? Let the guys on well, the John team. John Morant sent the picture of Kevin Durant yeah, pretty quickly. He sent that to Steph Curry real quickly, didn't he? <laughs> Which like, is pretty strong hey, stuff. Kevin Durant. It was awesome. Yeah. By the way, John Moran is putting together a nice little season here. He is. He is. And, and by the way, the big guy's playing pretty well, too. And finally, to the Knicks who uh, their president, Steve Mills, was fired yesterday in uh, in his uh, six seasons with the Knicks. They went a league worst, 178 and 365. Man, they lost 365 good God. They are so, They're terrible. so dysfunctional. Right. And they got to realize, and we got to stop every offseason that the top free agents – are going to team up and go to New York. Hell, they're going to Brooklyn now. Right. Stop it. Oh, that's a kick in the you-know-what. It's done. You had Carmelo. You thought guys were going to follow him. Nobody went with him. 
They 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 literally signed a broke Amari. Knees were broken. Brought in Carmelo. Bone on bone. Knee, yeah, yeah, they were. I know what you they mean. were. They were done. He was done at that point. <laughs> bone, couldn't even jump. bone on bone. But he's, like, he's, I don't know about broken knees. Yeah, basically broken. Last last quick thing here, guys. Really quick. Do you guys obviously there's Brady uh, rumors of Brady, of him going everywhere in the league, right? Well, maybe the funniest rumor that came out was Brady possibly going to the 49ers and taking Jimmy Garoppolo's job. There it is. Now that would be kind of comical, wouldn't it? They should just trade him back. Trade Jimmy uh, for a Tom swap? Brady. Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They don't like each other, right? I don't know. Is there a bad relationship there? I, I don't know. I'm what sure. did Brady want him out? I'm sure Tom Brady doesn't want, uh, doesn't like the fact that he makes more than Tom Brady does. That's kind of right, weird. Right. For now. Would be funny for Brady to go there and take the guy's job. Uh, well, he's a Bay Area guy. God, I, I mean, if we're going by all that stuff, well, he's got a home in L.A. Right. Family lives in San Mateo, which is close to Santa Clara. His wife also loves Miami, so there you go. Yeah, no, we Let's got throw he, that he in can make it. Right. He's going back to New England. You agree? I, I don't see him going anywhere else. Oakland? Derek Carr's going, what the hell's going on? Don't say Oakland anymore. Uh, I did it. Vegas. So, I did it. God, I did Oakland it. Oakland is not playing San Diego this season. I didn't Diego make it a season. friggin' week. It's Vegas versus L.A. if you want to talk Chargers Raiders. How many times somebody going to say Oakland? Of course. Is it going to be as bad as a San Diego problem? Uh, we still got people going, hey, San Diego today. I, oh, I did it. God, John, you didn't stop me. I told you LA. what Andre Ware did this year. That's a best I thought I was the all. biggest bonehead on San Diego radio until they told me what Andre Ware booked a flight to San Diego instead of L.A. Yeah, he wanted to see the whole drive. <laughs> he wanted to get stuck in How that traffic. How long is that drive from San Diego that to L.A.? That traffic's nasty. Yeah. If you could go straight through, hour and a half, but. That's a no traffic. Traffic's right, nasty. We we had security, and, and they didn't, people were like, hell no. You're going to wait like us. You can put those lights on all you want, Mr. Police Officer. We're not moving. I like Hollywood's headlines. Maybe not get up that early in the morning, but I like them nonetheless. Of course, you can always listen to them on demand, and you can listen to this show on demand. My headlines next to Hollywood's headlines. See which one you like more by downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be at WQAM.com, the Radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Up next, more Dan in it. That's right, the Dan Lebitard Show talking basketball with Brian Windhorst. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Back on the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day, and I am on afternoons and evenings here at 560 The Joe. Middays belong to another Dan, Dan Lebitard from 10 to 1 weekdays. They get it done. Earlier today, talking to NBA insider Brian Windhorst about public versus private apologies, mortality in basketball, misreporting, and ooh, the looming trade deadline. Something interesting has happened with the death of Kobe Bryant, uh, where you have 50 Cent, for example, saying, because of what I just saw there, I'm done beefing with people. Kendrick Perkins went on Twitter and directed at Kevin Durant the following, and it wasn't but a month ago that these guys were feuding in a way we were all delighting in. He directed at Kevin Durant the following, just wanted to tell you I love you, my brother, and whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry, bro, and I hope you forgive me. I love you, bro. Real talk. Windhorse with us now. Uh, why cynical Billy's face? I mean, what? do that in a text. You really need to do that publicly if you're really sorry. Like, you can't talk to each other except, like, privately. They have each other's number for right. sure, right? Yeah, forget about the text. Pick up the phone, right? Okay, so Say you it. guys are figuring out how to uh, tell others to grieve. Don't do it publicly. Do it privately. Okay. We like to poke holes, too. Uh Yes, I know you do. Uh, Windhorse with us now. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what do you make of what just happened there, Windhorse? Oh, I mean, I think we all are 
we all strive for things, but human nature is human nature. So I've been around 40 years, 42 years. So we can, we all hope that uh, we're better people when we see a tragedy, but we don't always follow through. And some of us don't bother. We just like to poke holes. Like we don't think <laughs> anything about improving anything other than ho- poking holes. But how much of that have you seen, Brian, around the NBA and elsewhere where guys seem genuinely committed to having the perspective stick, at least in the short term? Uh, I don't know. That's a big question. I don't have the answer. I, I can tell you that in my 18 years being around the NBA, this is this event has had a bigger effect than any other event. Not only just because some of these guys grew up with him as their hero, but the shock and the way it affected their own mortality, the fact that, um, you know, they think that they're invincible. They're all mostly athletes in top condition in the prime of their lives think they're invincible. And so the, the crazy thing to me, Dan, is that, you know, Kobe wasn't actually that close to that many people. He was sort of famous for pushing people away, although after he retired, he certainly became more open when he was not trying to kill everybody every night. Um, but yet for somebody who didn't hold that many friends, he was massively, massively loved and respected. And it's an interesting study on the human condition as much as anything else, which is one of the things I've been fascinated by over this last 10 days. Well, let me ask you this part of it, because obviously I understood how it is the NBA and people who love it would be hurt by this. And I even understood how across sports you had tennis stars being moved to tears. But do you think it's the same story resonating across America? And this is a difficult question. If he hadn't been with his daughter so that the connection point could be established within all parents of those final moments? Well, I know for me... That aspect of it was the crushing part of it. When I remember when I was much younger and September 11th happened, the second tower falling was what really crushed me because as I was watching it, I was saying, well, at least the other tower won't fall. It was hit higher. That second tower is what literally brought me to my knees. The Kobe thing was shocking and terrible. When I found out that his daughter was there, that was the blow that really not that losing Kobe was not it just that's what it felt like to me was that there was that blow and so you know for somebody like LeBron James who frankly just was not close to Kobe and it's not because of any character flaw just they were competitors they were just beginning to have a relationship but LeBron is somebody who has this teenage son who is much of his life has revolved around watching him grow and watching him grow as a basketball player the way it hit LeBron and the way the reason LeBron talked about it, it was like the, the worst thing he's ever experienced in his life wasn't just that he he lost a peer. It was that it, the mortality of it that he and his he and his son that closeness was where Kobe and his daughter were. So yes, I think absolutely to me that made it exponentially worse. I can only speak for myself, but I think that is a factor for sure. As a dad, same here. But Brian, I have heard people say that they were surprised by the reaction both here in the United States and internationally uh, to the death of Kobe Bryant. Were you surprised by it? Surprised for somebody who he is not gregarious. But I have to say, I was over in China for the World Cup last summer, um, and Kobe came over there as an ambassador for FIBA, and he held a press conference. And, you know, we the American journalists asked him a few questions about the American team and asked him a few questions about the Lakers. And then he moved on to taking questions from the world media. And the journalists from Greece, from Croatia, 
from Poland, from Spain, would ask them questions about their team. I mean, quite frankly, what does it matter what Kobe Bryant might think about your Croatian national team? How could he possibly have that big of, a, of a, an opinion? And why would that matter? So Kobe, because he was really smart, and because he knew what he was over there, he was prepared and he could say something and, and compliment, you know, something about the Polish team, something about the Croatian team. And those media outlets went, then went back and they made headlines across the world. This is what Kobe Bryant thinks about our team. I just think that one of the things that was amazing about him is that he was able to connect with people across the world, um, even if he didn't have uh, a cognitive connection to them. And I think the stunningness of his death contributes to it because of the fact that everybody, but he, well, even without that, he had established a connection to many people by the way he went about his business. Check out Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective podcast, wherever it is you get your podcasts. So Matt Gutman is an ABC News reporter who, in the moments after Kobe's death, reported erroneously that uh, all of his children were on board. He was suspended for that journalistically. Uh, where do you stand on that? It's our responsibility to get it right. What should the punishment be for something like that? Well, I have no idea about that, but I can just tell you that one of the things that about this era that is just so unbelievable is how much emphasis is put on the, the first reporting of news when that actual value is very small. You know, what is the actual value of having the news first ego everybody then everybody then will then get it it's it's completely based around ego and so to me um i think that uh especially when it comes to life and death situation it's preposterous to do that and when you talk to journalists who are have been around for many decades more decades than me they all have near miss stories i was just talking to us to um, a Hall of Fame basketball writer last night who told me a story um, about something that happened in the 90s. A news outlet was on the cusp of reporting that an NBA star had AIDS when it didn't happen because they were, there was this thirst to be first. And I just, I just think it's in general, and, and it's gotten even more of a, of a, of damaging because of the, uh, of social media. So I think it's just something that is part of our age. Um, and, uh, I, I try to study and learn it every day. I still make mistakes. Uh, we have less than a minute here. So let's just ask a couple of quick basketball questions because there isn't anything other than awkward transitions from that to the sports stuff. Brian, I'm hearing, and I was shocked to hear it. Rich Paul might be a guy who would want to replace Steve Mills, uh, with the New York Knicks, run the Knicks organization. How likely is that? Um, Rich Paul is building an agent empire. Um, he's probably going to make more money than whoever uh, gets hired as the head of the Knicks. I think anybody who wants to run the Knicks who's got a successful job right now is probably a little bit crazy. Uh, Ujiri as well, if if indeed he does want to be there? You know, Masai, I just point something out about Masai. The way the Raptors got Masai was by hiring him away from another team when he was the acting GM. So the Raptors could, can't be surprised if Masai has wandering eyes for another job that's better. The Raptors' job was better, paid more. He had been great in Denver. So it's not a surprise to me that Masai would be interested in that. And if I were the Knicks, I would go all out to get him. Whether or not they can get him is a completely different conversation. Uh, one big name going to change at the deadline, change teams at the deadline. Give us something before you get out of here, Windhorse. Give up. Feed, feed the I'm, transaction. Feed it. Feed it. The team that's most important that I'm watching right now is the Clippers. I don't think it's going to be like a huge name trade, but what the Clippers do, because they're going to do something, whether they go for Marcus Morris, whether they go for Andre Drummond or something that I don't know about, 
is going to be, have the biggest effect, I think, on what happens with the actual NBA title chase. The Clippers are, are out there trolling for deals. They have ammunition, and they are arguably the, the most dangerous team. That's the team I'm watching. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate your time, always. Take care. Trade deadline going to be very, very exciting. Maybe the Heat can make some big moves. You know Riley. He's always looking, always searching for that next big whale, or at least a manatee. We'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of whaling it and manateeing it, up next, Hawk and Crowder, the great movie theater debate of 2020 on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station. I am Dan Day. you got to follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, especially since we have this huge movie theater debate going on. Should you leave your trash? Should you not leave your trash? I worked at a movie theater. Like most of the times, kids making minimum wage, not doing a lot of work. Seriously, my day consisted of me walking in, clocking in, getting a list of when the movies let out. Then I would go to the concession stand, steal some food, go into the movie, watch the movie for a while. Then it was time to go clean out a theater. I'd hurry up, go to the theater. As the people were leaving, if there was some hot woman walking by, I would make a pass at her. And then I'd go in, clean up for five minutes, move on to the next theater, clean up for another five minutes, then go back to the movie and watch more movies and eat more popcorn. In an hour, I would work 10 minutes. So do not feel bad when you leave your trash on the ground because the people that would clean up after themselves and we didn't have the theaters to clean up, they'd cut our hours. We wouldn't get paid. Now, if you're a rich kid that just wants to make a little money, sure, you're like, I want to go home, I want to get cut. When you're not a rich kid and you're trying to support yourself and your family like I was, you want those hours. You need those hours. Even though I only worked 10 minutes an hour, still, I got paid for the whole hour. So, leave your trash in movie theaters. Sounds weird. You're actually doing a great service. I'm going off on my horse. Hawk is about to go off on his high horse. Crowder agrees with him. Solana doesn't. But also, there's more. Miami, they stole a safety on National Signing Day. Hawk's happy. Crowder is not. Yeah. (laughs) Got my mic on. Made a big point to show Crowder I was turning my microphone on. The moment I hit mine on, he hit his on. Not used to this, man. Trained. I'm, I'm well trained. Now you got to learn a new trick. I don't like it. I don't like changing defenses. Turn on your own mic, turn off your own mic. The great movie theater debate of 2020. If you missed it on Twitter last night or the end of our show yesterday, I cannot believe how this thing blew up. Well, you can because you did it. Perhaps I egged it on a little bit. <laughs> but the catalyst of it all. I agree with you, but you went in hard. Well, I, I will say this. If you weren't listening yesterday, we were playing Cheers 2 uh, later on in the show, and Solana had this weird Cheers 2. It, it was, what were you doing? You were Cheers to people that clean up their own boxes and popcorn containers at the movie theater? Cheers to people who throw away their garbage at the conclusion of a movie. Okay. And, and by the way, uh, just, to, just to clarify, you do not have that stand when it comes to sporting events, right? Depends on the day. Okay, but it's not it's not as hard a stand when it comes to sporting events as it is movie theaters. Yeah, movie theaters are a special case. Okay, uh, and then we had Dan Day, who runs our affiliate division here. He told us yesterday he worked in a movie theater, and he hated people that would clean up their own stuff because they got paid by the hour. And so if they didn't have a lot of aisles to clean up, they would get sent home. Not only would they lose money, they wouldn't be able, as you and I were saying, to shoot at girls. 
girls who are coming to the movies. That's yeah. one of the reasons that you work at a movie theater. And they wouldn't be able to see the, the movies. Like, you get to see first-run movies for free. So he, who worked in a movie theater, said, no, no, no. We don't want you to clean up your stuff. And for whatever reason, this struck a chord with listeners and texters. And then Solana reintroduced it on Twitter last night. And I had Twitter battles all the way through the State of the Union address, the Panthers game, the Lakers game, and then into the morning. <laughs> I never went morning. to sleep. <laughs> I, I, it, it, and I'm fascinated by this notion. You know, people want to feel so good about themselves that they take this weird track of, I throw my garbage away at the movie theater. And I just want to point out, you're taking someone's job when you do that. And I'm not telling you to create garbage. I'm not telling you, walk in there, bring your garbage from home, and strew it all across the floor because someone's going to clean it up. And that's what people are getting confused with because people are coming at me with, oh, so you want to make a big garbage pile and leave it for someone else. Let me tell you something. If you're walking out of your chair at the movie theater and you've made a pile of garbage, a pile, there's something wrong with you. We're generally talking about a tub of popcorn and maybe a box of junior mints or bunch of crunch. And the box is empty. And by the way, you consolidate that into the popcorn tub. Bingo. So it's one thing that they put into the garbage can. So we're not talking about when you use this term garbage, we're talking about a couple of boxes. And then everyone comes with, well, it's okay for the people. Now remember, when you get out of a movie theater, if you've ever walked out of a movie theater before the credits have completely rolled, there is generally three to four young people waiting in the vestibule that separates the lobby from the actual theater, waiting with brooms and dustpans, garbage cans, and garbage bags. For their scheduled job. For their scheduled job. They've been hired to clean up the aisles so that the movie theater is clean for the next moviegoers. Mm -hmm. People are saying, well, they're there to sweep up any popcorn you may have dropped, to clean up any soda that may have been spilled, and to clean up any raisinets or goobers that may have fallen on the floor, which to me is folly. You're telling me it's okay for the person to sweep up your mess that's the mess, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's okay to sweep up the mess, but it's unacceptable for them to have to take the box, the empty box of Junior Mints, which weighs a half of an ounce. It's unacceptable for them to do that, and it's crazy. Now, if you're the person that gets on your hands and knees, takes out a toothbrush and some Windex, and scrubs your area clean after the movie, you can speak all you want. You've earned that right. If you get down on your hands and knees, pick up stray kernels, pick up stray raisinets, pick up the, the plastic wrapper, you make your area spotless, then you can talk. But to stand on your high horse, I'm okay with them sweeping up my loose kernels. But how dare you make them take the empty tub of popcorn 
from the ground to the garbage can they're wheeling around as part of their job, you're a jackass if that's what you think. Swiffer wipes. The Swiffer wipes. If you bring Swiffer <laughs> you wipes. You bring your Swiffer and the wipes in. Then you can talk all I you want. You. You've earned it. But if you think that somehow you're a better person because you bring your goobers box to the garbage can and let poor Jimmy lose hours on his job because you want to feel good about yourself, you're not doing anything good. You're not heroic. And I'll give you an example. You ever get to Publix and there's no bagger? No bagger. Bag your groceries. That's fine. If there's a bagger standing there, do you push him out of the way and say, I'll do it, Johnny? Of course not. No, that's his job. Well, the guys with the sweepers and the dustpans are the baggers waiting to clean up your mess. You're pushing them out of the way and saying, I'll do it. You're not worth it. You're worthless. Worthless. So shame on all of you. Couldn't be more wrong. In the vestibule. Vestibule. That's a good word. I didn't even know I was going to go there. The damn vestibule. You know the vestibule I'm talking about. I didn't until today. Let me make sure I have that definition correct. Never Hold said on. that word before in my life, vestibule. I think it's right, though. You've heard it, yeah? Probably is, yeah. I don't know why they're, I'm with you. I don't know why they're waiting there. Vestibule, an antechamber, hall, or lobby next to the outer door of a building. That's yeah, like the vestibule, right. yeah. Are they there to cheer us on while yeah, we I throw mean, our I mean, stuff away? Like the notion that they're not there to get your garbage is go, just go, comical. Go, yeah. go, go, <laughs> Did go. you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> like it doesn't, doesn't even make any sense. That's what they're there for. That's where you have this all wrong. You're claiming that we're saying they have to pick that that we won't allow them to pick up our garbage, which is not true. The whole point of the Cheers 2 was just be courteous and if you drop some popcorn kernels or some goobers or some junior mints, even though nobody eats that other than you and Adam Beasley, then, yeah, fine, leave those on the ground because here comes Johnny. I don't know why it's Johnny or Jimmy coming with the the dustpan, the long-ass dustpan, oh, dust to pan. clean up what you've dropped. That is acceptable because that is why they have a broom and a dustpan. But if I have a tub of popcorn, in my lap, and the movie finishes, why would I leave it on the ground? Why wouldn't I walk over to the garbage, which is in the theater for a reason, and just throw out my own mess? First off, it's not in the theater. It's outside in the vestibule. It's not. There's no garbage cans in the theater. You have to walk around here. They really don't. To this point, Solana, so you're you're a good person. I was at the theater. It's not about being a good person. What is it about? It's just about common courtesy. So common courtesy. Yes. I love Hawk's analogy. Next time you go to Publix, it's, when, it's, no, 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 no. It's different. When it's the different. guy walks up it's to bag your groceries, it's a bad tell, him, tell him I got it. I'm it, common courtesy. These are my groceries. It's a bad I'm, I pick them out. Why, why is it a bad I put example? them in my cart, and now I'm going to bag them because assuming. I want to make your job easier. Take it easy. Take it easy, Respucia. Take it easy. I got this why, bagging why, job. Why don't, when you it's go perfect. to the concession stand and order popcorn, why don't you say, hey, can I come back there and fill the tub myself, too? It's I don't want you to have to move. Because you're assuming that by me taking my tub of popcorn and my junior mince box that's now empty to the trash can, that I am thus now taking away a job 
from Jimmy and Johnny and Respucia, which is absurd because they still have a job to do. They still have to walk around. They still have to pick up. I'm sorry. They still have to walk around. They still have mm. to walk around. They still have to walk, pick but up. What is that? The job is to walk around. No, but let me finish. They have to walk around with their long ass dustpan and, and do broom what and, and what? Pick up clean the kernels up the garbage? off the ground. No, no, no. Clean, clean up, up the garbage. Clean up the soda that may have fallen. Clean up. You know. You know what's actually very underrated at a movie theater that is very messy and it's very simple to keep that from happening. When they give you a straw, the little paper that covers a straw, people just throw it on the ground. Why are you throwing it on the ground? Put it in your pocket, and when you walk by the garbage can later, straws throw it at out. the movie theater put, don't have paper on them. Uh, they're always they're always the dispensers. They're not always the dispensers. They're not anymore. They, they, Who puts no, trash they, in their pocket? They're not anymore they because not, it's unsanitary. No, they are not. Have, have you not been to straws. Regal and Kendall? Clearly, you have not been to Regal and Kendall or or yeah, I, Sunset Place. You know what? Place. I do. I do on a Saturday night in Boca. I always look at what movies are playing in Kendall. I always try to check and see if there's a good movie playing in Kendall that's not in Boca. Next time you go to a movie theater, you'll remember this conversation where very few places now have the dispensed uh, straws because it's unsanitary. It's People un- touch that's, them. That's incorrect because that's why they get dispensed one at a time. I mean, it's the same thing if you ever go to Whole Foods and you get a fork, you hit the fork dispenser and one slides out. It, it, it is... It is gross if you have just a stack of straws and you grab right. one out of the box, but that's why they're always in the dispensers, so but one dispenser comes out at a time. the dispenser itself is gross because oh, people are putting their fingers I mean, there. You're, you're completely conflating the argument. I'm, I'm not. You guys are conflating the argument. The, the, the whole notion that you're great because you take the box of empty popcorn to the garbage can but leave the kernels and junior mints because that's what they're standing there for to clean is so absurd that I want to strangle someone. It's so crazy. You're splitting hairs. I'm a great person because I take the box to the garbage can. I am also great because I leave my leftover food that I couldn't get into my mouth on the ground. I'm the great person because I take the box to the garbage and leave my leftover food on the ground. That's what makes me great. And by the way, if you feel that way, when you're at Cheesecake Factory and you're finished eating, take your dishes to the kitchen. I mean, the busboys have other things to do as well. They've got to walk around. They've got things to do. So help out. You want to help out, help out everywhere. Don't take this glorious stand at the movie theater even though we all see the people waiting with the brooms and the dustpans. It's insanity. Also, Miami Hurricanes stole an unbelievably good recruit from the Florida Gators, and it is all because of Ed Reed. Your football chief of staff, bring it on! National Signing Day! And the Hurricanes swooped in! and swept up. Ed Reed was standing with the broom and the dustpan, (laughs) and the safety got swept into Coral Gables after dibble-dabbling his feet over to Gainesville. What a day. Y'all know Tate Martell was the number one quarterback in the nation a couple years back, right? I don't know how that's relevant. Because y'all have the number one quarterback in the nation. I'm just saying, the Florida and Gators can't touch wanted the field this guy Because badly. he's in love with some little the girl. The Florida Gators doesn't want to play football. wanted this guy so badly. Dan Mullen spent hours wooing this kid and thought he was coming to Gainesville. And lo and behold, here comes Ed Reed. That's Walking his, like Randy Moeller. That's his video. And Ed Reed walked in and said, 
We'll take you over here, pal. Dude looked at Dan Mullen, looked back at Ed Reed, looked at Dan Mullen, looked back at Ed Reed. Can I ask you quickly, when he was looking at Dan Mullen, was he looking at number six team in the nation and an irrelevant football program? What was he looking at? I mean, either you're in the final four or you're not. Six to me is number uh, six, six in the is nation. 18 is 27. Oh. I mean, six is. Uh, Y'all were four and four in the ACC. No I'm just saying, Ed Reed came in, stole your property, and you know what you have to say? Thank you, sir. Would you like another? Yeah. He you can have, have to. He can have all those guys you that want to go to a six and seventeen. Thank you, sir. Take them. Yes. May I Avanti have Williams, enjoy your time in Coral Gables. Never winning the Coastal because y'all have how many times y'all won the Coastal? Huck Crowder, myself are right. Solana and the people that lie and act like they're better than thou and say they throw away their trash at movie theaters, wrong. Hopefully, the you will get things going right and start winning on the football field next season. I have a feeling they will. You got that good feeling. Kind of like that good feeling when you get that job at the movie theater and you get a feeling you're not going to be working the whole hour, just 10 minutes out of the hour. Enough of that. We can finish the conversation on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Of course, I'm also following and part of the threads with Hawk and Crowder. It's all great. Check us out. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.